Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This episode of Military Wife Life is proudly brought to you by Defence Bank. Serving those who protect us, Defence Bank have the largest on-base branch network with 37 locations around Australia. They have Army, Air Force and Navy covered. To find your closest branch, visit defencebank.com.au. Well, welcome, Claire, to the Military Wife Life podcast. On this episode, I'm talking to people who are making the spouse experience and the lives of spouses better. But before we talk about what you're doing, Claire, can you tell us a little bit about your connection to defence and your experience as a spouse? Hi, Beck. Thanks so much for having me. My connection to defence, I guess, most notably started with my brother, who's been a reservist or a full-time army person for almost 20 years. So that's been going on in the background for a long time. My first boyfriend was actually in the army. And then after that relationship, I think I stepped away from defence for a while uh, and then moved around and found myself in Canberra. Happened to go and do a dance class, met a very lovely and cheeky young man there who also happened to be defence. So um, that's my now husband. So I'm married to a Navy officer. And yeah, we've been married for about three years now. So there was no getting away from it. It was meant to happen. I don't know. I, 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 um, it's really interesting because I'm, I'm not really someone for the rules. And yet there is always the, the military connection there. I guess in my background as well, you know, just other generations in my family have been associated with defence and the land army and things like that. So, yeah, it's a flavour yeah. <laughs> in my history. So while you've been with your husband, what has been your experience as a spouse? Have you moved around a bit? Have you stayed in one location? Does he go away for his job? What happens with his job? So I've been pretty lucky or we've been pretty lucky. We've moved a couple of of times which has been fabulous but we have also had some significant time in in location so we met in Canberra when he was you know early on in his career and then um, he was posted to Sydney I'd been in Canberra at that point for about five years and I was looking to move out and just have a change of scene anyway so that worked really well he moved to Sydney I went with him and we were in Sydney for five years which was a great experience I loved living in Sydney we lived in a great place we've got a cat you know I've embarked on running my own business so originally when I first met him I was working for a government organization and then I could move that job with me to Sydney so that was kind of easy and then I left that job and started on my um, my own business we've had a couple of tough I guess times through those eight years I guess Sydney was great it was a, it was a good five years there was a couple of challenges in there um, made a little bit more complicated through him being deployed onto a ship and going overseas at a really bad time <laughs> but then after Sydney we then moved down to Victoria the Mornington Peninsula and we were there for two years and it's just an oh, absolutely stunning part of the world we had a baby down there and so I guess that's a very significant time in our lives and I met some 
really amazing people and then we moved and we were originally going for a posting in Cairns which officially we got the word yes you're going to Cairns we thought great tropical holiday I've got a bit of family up there so that was going to be good having a young child and then I think about three weeks after that the uh, the word came through oh no actually you're going to Canberra so I always joked that someone made a decent typo uh, when they put that memo out um but yeah, yeah. now starts with the Canberra. same letter just isn't the same location <laughs> yeah exactly so when you went from Sydney to Victoria to Canberra did you take your business with you how did that sort of work yes uh, so when I was in Sydney it was all a very interesting time um, in 2015 I was finishing up with my government job um, took a redundancy package thought great this is a perfect chance for me to launch my own business I trotted off to the US to go to an amazing conference called the World Domination Summit and basically it's a it's a global conference out of the US bringing together people that want to live their life with purpose and, and give back to the community as well so it was brilliant had a great time came back my husband and I were going to have two weeks holiday or he went on deployment and so I was sort of I guess taking a little bit of a break to step back and think about okay I've been working for more than 10 years what do I want to do next so it was a chance to step back and sort of reinvent myself in business and it was going to always be you know affordable business and then yeah we went on holidays and day two of that holiday I had a skiing accident and snapped a couple of ligaments in my knee so we had to cancel the rest of our overseas trip and then I was back in Sydney <laughs> facing surgery potentially multiple surgeries rehab etc and my husband was just about to deploy so that kind of threw a bit of a spanner in the works of setting up business and other things but it led me down some interesting pathways related to business actually so obviously you get what spouses go through and experience at different times in their lives and posting in and posting out finding jobs leaving jobs mm -hmm. <laughs> resting up on the couch with a husband that's deployed with injuries away from friends and family and sort of everything in between and an area of particular yeah. interest to you is partner employment can you tell us about what you've been doing to help yourself and I guess other spouses in this space yeah so my interest is broader than partner employment but I know that you know partner employment is a key focus at the moment for a lot of people my interest is in supporting partners with meaningful work so whether that is starting a business or being able to progress their careers I think for me because I had the experience in 2015 of transitioning out of a normal job and starting my own business which was a consulting business which I still run today and then also I started an online business to help people recover from injury <laughs> so that was, that was a need that I identified and I thought right I, I think I have the tools to address this so I'm going to have a go. Since then I've done an entrepreneur program in Sydney which I've launched a couple of other things since then uh, one has failed spectacularly but I I think that all of that, that sort of patchwork of trying to live with purpose and to work on things that have meaning have all sort of led me to where I am now, which is looking broadly at what it is that defence partners might want to do and how can things be a little bit easier for them if they want to start a business, if they want to get a job, if they want to look at a different career, how can we sort of help support those 
changes and that journey a little bit. So really, I'm a student in how we can support partners. And so in the employment space, I'm not an expert at all, but I've been really privileged to be able to connect with some amazing people, particularly in Canberra, who are really passionate about it. And I've then wanted to open up that conversation around employment and enterprise as well. It feeds into all these different threads that I think go through life. And for me, I just, I see opportunities in bringing people together and being able to work together and to support each other with whatever they're doing. So whether it's employment, business, self-development, meaningful employment or having a sense of purpose or having something that they're striving to achieve or um, start up whatever the case may be that mm. helps overall with the spouse experience helps them have a purpose and something for them outside of the home and something that they can focus on aside from whatever's happening in life along with defense life like obviously they give up a lot of control of their life their future plans might be impacted by defence life but having that meaningful employment or purpose or being able to focus on something of their own is only going to be a good thing for everyone involved defence the member the family unit Definitely. Someone that I've met in Canberra since I've been here is Amanda McHugh, who's done a Churchill Fellowship with a focus on defence partner employment. And she found that there's such strong evidence that having meaningful employment leads to better quality of life. Basically, people are healthier physically and mentally, they have better relationships, and they're ultimately happier. So there's great opportunities there, especially when you overlay today's online business opportunities, flexible remote working, the fact that about 30% of Australians do some freelance work. There are opportunities there for people to do things that have meaning to them and can help support themselves financially. I guess I just see that in particular for women as well, because more women are getting into business. The growth in female founders is, it's a higher number of female founders getting into business than it is for men. You know, so there's a, there's an appetite there and the opportunities. So I guess that's why I've, I've wanted to, to try and um, pull together a co-working initiative in Canberra um, in particular, which is something that I can see going further afield. As well. Yeah. So you've been trying to obviously make that space a little better with um, co-work, co-play. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Globally, there's a, a massive growth in this concept of co-working, uh, which is people coming together to sit alongside each other and be part of a community, working on completely different projects. So they work. Some of them work for different employers. Some are running their own businesses. It doesn't really matter. You're just part of that community and I've been an advocate for co-working spaces for a long time I've been in a few um, I've written articles about it you know just a fabulous thing to bring people together and to have those conversations and you'll see the sparks that come off from people when they talk to each other about what they're doing and where the connections are basically just came to camera I was looking for a co-working space a way to connect with other business owners and I ideally wanted somewhere that had childcare because my daughter at the time was less than one year old I didn't really want to put her into full-time care I was still breastfeeding, so I didn't want to interrupt that connection with her either. So it was just important that I set up my little bits of work that I was doing 
to fit in with our family and, and, and all of that and parenting. So, yeah, so I basically just came up with the concept of let's pull people together, let's offer co-working, find a space where we can have babysitters and we can have some childcare happening at the same time and parents, particularly mothers, can come together, bring their kids um, and just get a few hours of headspace and really valuable time to connect and work together. Yeah, because obviously already spouse life can be quite isolating and then throw in working from home, you could literally go days weeks without interacting with another adult so obviously that space is going to provide more than just a, an area for them to work it's going to be somewhere where they can obviously like you mentioned come together and with other people that are working on might be completely different projects but are all mm. in that headspace of wanting to I guess push forward with whatever their focus is on or their project that they're working on yeah exactly so I talked to different people around the place um, I talked to co working spaces. I talked to people in private enterprise. I found uh, Defence Families of Australia. I had a chat to them. They were really supportive of the concept because they're really great advocates for, I guess, solving some of these challenges for defence partners. And Solteron, for example, and, and just by kind of having the conversation, unpacking the idea, they then suggested different people that I could talk to. And in the end, um, I connected with the Dundrian Community Centre, who already offer babysitting and play school services. So they're well set up for kids. They run great programs there um, and they also run programs for Dundrian community members. So defence partners and anyone in defence, but also civilians as well. So it's an open community centre and they were running craft with babysitting. I said, fabulous, let's do co-working with babysitting. Um, and so we just had that conversation and they're like, great, let's chat about it. So we set up in October and basically I've taken the sort of reins to promote it, to talk about it, put the word out there through uh, defence groups and more widely, such as in publications like Her Canberra. And just to talk to other mums that I knew in the network, um, in my mum's group, etc. So I just kind of put the word out there um, and then we launched in October. Yeah, mums come together every week, just one, one day a week for three hours. Kids go into the babysitting and we all get together with our laptops or our books or whatever we're doing and we, we get to work. And we, we chat as well. We obviously talk about different topics and we sort of like workshop things together. Yeah, which is awesome when you're used to being solo. It's often good to be able to bounce an idea off someone because sometimes you can get stuck in your own head and think, oh, this is a brilliant idea or, oh, that's not a great yeah. idea when you don't have someone to talk it through with and if your defense member is away or you're doing mwd or whatever the case may be you yeah. don't get a chance to actually have that full conversation it's quite hard over text message or facetime or whatever um so it's good to see someone face to face yeah indeed and we've got um some of the defense members that have been part of the co-work co-play so far i mean one of them is MWDU, she's living in Canberra, her partner's in New South Wales, and she has basically works remotely for her old employer who's in Queensland. <laughs> so she's working remotely, has a three-year-old child, and she was saying that, you know, before she found the co-work, co-play thing, she was basically sort of getting stuck at home she could go days on end just working and being at home and you know she would see people in the community but she was finding it a bit isolating and so for her you know she's loved just coming out and being able to work with other people and to share her story and share her thoughts about where she might take her career next and things like that too. 
Hey Military Wife Life community, I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about the Defence Bank Foundation and the great work they're doing in the defence community. The foundation raises funds to support serving and ex-serving ADF members living with injuries or illnesses such as post-traumatic stress disorder. In 2019, the sole beneficiary of the foundation was the Defence Community Dogs Program, a specialised dog training program which rescues abandoned dogs and trains them through correctional services. 40 service dogs have been trained and given to veterans since the Defence Bank Foundation was established. The program gives dogs, inmates and veterans a second chance at life. And so once you had the idea and you decided Mm. to go forward with it, was it a case of talking it through with Defence or with DCO? Was there any consultation with Defence or was it totally separate from them? Like how does it sort of work with getting ideas, I guess, approved? For me, I do have um, a couple of champions within the military um, who are looking at how they can support partner employment and enterprise. So I have got a couple of connections there that you know, really positive and, and want to find out more about how it could possibly be rolled out as a defence project. I think sometimes it was challenging for me to find the right people within the right organisations because mm-hmm. they're such big things, you know, and um, and I think this is a challenge for innovation sometimes with, with ideas that can actually solve a problem. If it doesn't fit within business as usual or an existing policy, sometimes it can be a bit challenging to kind of find the right person. So I've definitely found some fabulous champions within Navy in particular because they're very focused on retention for their their members. Um, They know that, you know, the family stability and happiness is really important for them to have a vibrant defence force going forward. So it's it's something that they're really keen on. As far as approvals and things, it really, Duntry and Community Centre operate with a committee and their own strategy and and all of that. So as long as the program fit within what they wanted to do, you know, there was no sort of broader approvals needed. Getting up a new idea or a new solution when you understand the problem intimately because it is your problem. So it's I've talked to so many defence partners I'm in the space. I talk to women in business, women who are trying to get businesses up, women who are trying to get back into their careers after taking parental leave and things like that. You know, I could see an opportunity to bring community together in a space with childcare to support and sort of bring the resources together, just pull a few levers to make this work. So it's been interesting to to sort of chart my way through with big government organisations who, you know, this concept doesn't necessarily fit into a box. So they um, might have funding streams that exist already for not-for-profits. Well, I'm not a not-for-profit. I am me and I am a multifaceted being like a lot of defence partners are. We don't all fit into one box. So yes, I have a business, but a lot of the stuff I do, including co-work, co-play, is done with no one paying me for this work. So it's like, you know, I can see a solution, can see an opportunity and I want to have a go and, and get support behind it to trial it and that was I guess why (laughs) I've been pushing for months to kind of make this happen and finding the supporters in the different organizations who will have my back on this yeah you get it you know and and also we're we're not talking about big bickies here 
But to actually set up something like this, we're not talking about millions of dollars. But we are talking about about big results though. You know, how much of an impact can that have on those people that make use of those services? It's huge. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you look at a lot of people talk about the productivity gap. So uh, with defence partners in particular, on average, when they move location, they're out of work for five months or so. That's a big gap of time for the family income, for productivity in general. If you're looking at Australian businesses that need talented people to work for them, they don't have access to them because, you know, the defence partners sort of struggling to set up life and do everything yeah. <laughs> you know, on the side. They haven't got a way to, to start even thinking about their CV and of course you know they often put themselves to the bottom of the list because they're sorting out the defense member they're sorting out the kids they're sorting out the schools they're sorting out the dogs <laughs> you know the cats the chickens the rabbits whatever they're doing all of that and then they go okay now I should really have a think about my career and where I can take it and so I think by actually sort of having greased wheels so that people can move to a location and go, oh, here's a hub. Here's a bunch of people that get it. They're going to just help me with, you know, here's a here's a local employer that we know is doing, you know, wants to employ spouses or here's some online business tools and here's a, um, a mentor around the place that can talk to you and, you know, yeah. and just come and have a few hours a week to yourself to actually work on this stuff that, that's there. And I think another key point is that women and and defense partners you know we've got so much inside us already we know what we want to do it's not like we're lost souls kind of wandering around you know a lot of people are actually like no I've got a dream and I've got a career and I want to keep pushing on this stuff (laughs) so it's actually just helping those people come together to then spark inspiration among others and to support the others as well but then also as well like thinking about it this way how much more likely is an employer if you're moving out of location and it's a job that you can take with you how much more likely is an employer going to be more confident in you going to a new location knowing that say for instance if this was rolled out across the country that you have a place that's already set up that you know after the two weeks of you know moving the boxes in and getting a little bit settled you have a place that you can definitely go to that has child care and you can get to work straight away sort of thing like without it you know being up in the air of oh I don't know when I'm going to be able to start work because of childcare and all that sort of side of Mm. things like it's much more likely that your employer is going to say okay well if there's a plan and there's definite solutions to any of the the roadblocks that yeah let's give it a go. Yeah, indeed. Looking at military co-working hubs in the UK, for example, they're setting up across as many bases as they can. I think they've got about six co-working sites set up on bases across the UK. And it's exactly for this reason. It's as people move, they have somewhere they can go. There's Wi-Fi, there's desks and chairs, and, you know, you've just got a place to go in and boot up. So, yeah, there's great potential to get some of that happening. I know Defence is looking at how they can maybe reconfigure some of their their sites or um, assets nearby. And I think also, I you know, I don't know if anyone's listening here from the community houses and neighbourhood houses, but I'm happy to share the story of what we've done at Dontrine Community Centre so that you can have a look at whether you can implement it into your space as well. 
a lot of the spaces are different around Australia and that's a challenge too. And I mean, when I was in Victoria, the local house was playgroup. I didn't have a child then. So in the beginning, you know, I was in Victoria and I had my own online business. You know, I had stuff I needed to do, but it was the house was just doing kids stuff, which is great for families, but nothing really for me. And I didn't want to do craft either. So I set up pop-up cafe co-working just with, you know, any old random person that <laughs> wanted to join me um, in different cafes around the Mornington Peninsula. And so after that experience and seeing how strong, you know, how strong those bonds can form really quickly between individuals coming together to work on projects and just chat about problems and share solutions and ideas, I thought, right, there's something in this. So that's why I guess I'd had that experience in Victoria and I wanted to do something similar coming into Canberra. Yeah, I guess knowing like if this was something that ended up getting rolled out at each community house, moving into an area knowing that there is that other facet of the community house that you can make use of because similar to what you just mentioned, when I've posted in and out, I haven't always had children and I have felt like there wasn't that, I guess, group of people that sort of fitted with me because yeah, you don't necessarily want to go and do craft, but having that opportunity to be able to move into an area, go to the community house and know that there's a group of people making use of the space at whatever times of the week that are also have similar interests to you, entrepreneur, online business, whatever, or work from home, whatever the case may be, feeling a little bit more comfortable to move into an area, knowing that there's that space for you as well. It's the way forward. We need to have another look at the spaces that are there and the way that the word community is thought about because there are lots of different types of community and lots of different crossovers. And at the moment, you know, if you just take one colour brush to what community means, then you're missing opportunities to actually bring lots of different people together. And I think that that's one of the great things about your podcast is that you're actually talking about the diversity within the defence partner community. We are not all the same. We have so much diversity amongst us with what we want to do and, you know, whether we have children or not, whether we work full-time, part-time, whether we are entrepreneurs, you know, our relationships, our families, it's all, we're all different and there's a big mix there. But there's strength in that as well because, you know, some of the people that I've met even just in the last couple of months with Co-Work, Co-Play, I mean, you know, they're like I've met a physiotherapist and, and um, someone who works in the performing arts and you know, already, as I do other things now, I'm working on a grant application at the moment and I've been able to go back to that defence partner who's in the performing arts and go, do you know about this? Like, can you help me with some ideas? about this grant and da, da, da. so there's the connections are sort of infinite and so that's why being able to make those community spaces work on different levels yeah it's a really valuable thing and I think there's also another element too which is veterans and others in the space so whether it's ex-reservists veterans um, the families of veterans and everything there's a way there to continue those connections once people transition out of the defense force as well and they move into business I mean there are some very very successful veteran and ex-defense partner <laughs> you know they've moved out in and done some amazing things there's some amazing businesses out there and they're employing defense partners and veterans and, and others in the defense community wherever they can as well so there's a vibrant I guess growth area here so what are your future plans for co-work co-play like what do you see happening with it from here ultimately my vision would be that in every defense location there is a co-working and community hub 
that is helping people to get into enterprise employment, whatever it is, they can volunteer, live with purpose, do, do something that, that has meaning to them. So that's sort of the, the big vision, how that may play out and who it is that can help <laughs> make it happen uh, is yet to be seen, I guess. I'm definitely buoyed by some of the conversations that I'm having with defence community organisations such as DFA and also, you know, within the Navy. And, you know, I will keep rattling on cages. It's kind of what I do. I, I love just talking to people and seeing where there could be intersections. I would really also love to, since I'm just putting it all out there, I would also love to see um, an innovation program with startup seed funding for businesses that are trying to get up and running. So, for example, if um, veterans or defence partners have done the Princess Trust Australia Enterprise Boot Camps, for example, or some other business startup program, and they just, you know, want to keep going on that journey, how great would it be if we could have some small seed funding or little grants just to, to kind of back their innovative ideas, um, and particularly where those innovative ideas have a benefit, a direct benefit for the defence community. So if a spouse has an idea that would help other spouses, what advice would you give them in going forward with their idea? Because obviously it doesn't just happen. You have to back yourself. You have to push it. You have to obviously take time and effort and energy and blood, sweat, tears, all of it to go into it and be able to actually go forward because sometimes there are roadblocks along the way and some people don't get it and it doesn't fit in the box. What would you say to another spouse who has an idea that just wants to help other spouses with that idea? All of what you say is exactly exactly right. I think the first thing about an idea really is, I mean, a lot of people will say anyone can have an idea. It's about the execution. So take the idea and talk to one person about it. And if that person doesn't get it, then ask them if they can suggest someone else. So there's this funny thing about ideas and figuring out what you want to do about something. So if you see a problem and you think you might want to address that problem, the more that you talk about it with people and you start down the journey, the more doors will open up. You know, you'll change direction. You'll realise that maybe the way that you've seen that idea go is not going to work. And then you go another direction. But you don't know and you can't learn until you take the step. So you have to take a step, any step, even if you need to step sideways afterwards. But you'll sort of get closer to making it happen. So I guess my encouragement is just to give it a go and to reach out to one person or an organisation and just find that one person and then it'll grow from there. Yeah, and if you have a door shut, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a great idea. Just open another door. Yeah, exactly. And there are definitely people out there that want to open the door. They just haven't met you yet. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess also look out for inspiration too. So there's so much out there, whether it's, you know, things that I've relied on over the years, like the Live Your Legend Network, which the founder of that, Scott Dinsmore, basically says, you know, you are empowered by the five people around you. So think about how if no one around you kind of gets it and they don't care, then find, like, kick off one of those five people and get a new new person in your sphere because we'll <laughs> you're out all. you're in <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly right and I think also just you know like things don't get better without people stepping up to make the change so yeah. uh, and I and I think that that's like we need you <laughs> yeah. you know we, we need each other so yeah um, but also at the same time you know you've got to like look after yourself you have to be mindful of self-care 
entrepreneurs and passionate people that burn out because it's not sustainable. So you have to be mindful of sustainability. And I think that that's an opportunity for defence and defence industry is to actually um, help with that sustainability. So that's why I come back to funding and, you know, innovation program and these support networks to actually just help people on their way because the reality is that you know small business in Australia is incredibly powerful and small to medium enterprises are employing lots and lots of people so imagine if we can get more of those businesses coming out of the defense community employing other people and reinvesting back into Australia it's actually a win-win. So I guess I have a saying that I often come back to that's be the person you needed which is a similar thought to what you're doing except you're doing the thing that you needed to not only help you but help for other and future spouses and it it takes a lot of time and energy and stamina to do that like follow it through stay strong to the idea and cause so thank you claire for looking out for all of us and pushing forward with this idea well thanks very much beck there's an opportunity so i just can't help being drawn towards it (laughs) keeps me going but thanks very much for talking to me well thanks so much for coming on the podcast Thanks a lot. Here's an update for you guys. Claire has now launched CoWork CoPlay as a social enterprise in 2020. She has just kicked off another four-week CoWork CoPlay program in Canberra at the new location, the University of Canberra. It's another step towards trialing the program and validating the solution in the market. Claire says she's exploring other avenues as she's learning more about the essential ingredients necessary for CoWork CoPlay to be truly successful. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 